0: I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. Every good farmer or gardener knows that sometimes you need more than the sun and water to make things grow. You need to give plants food. Fertilizers can be organic, such as manure. But most growers these days rely on chemical fertilizers. They used almost 200 million tons of the stuff last year. Most of the chemical compounds in fertilizer are abundant and easy to produce. But one key element essential for global food production is much less common. Jory Lewis has our story. David Vacari teaches environmental engineering at Stevens Institute in New Jersey. He explores the cycles of nitrogen and carbon, two elements that are vital for agriculture. There's a third that's just as important, but Vacari never thought much about it until several years ago, phosphorus. Suddenly I said to myself, where this come from? You know, nobody talked about it. I even once asked a farmer friend, where does phosphorus come from? And his answer was Agway. He didn't even know. So Vakari did the natural thing. I googled it. That's when he learned that most phosphorus used in fertilizer comes from mines, and that unlike carbon and nitrogen, it's a very limited resource. I popped an analysis that there was a possibility that we would use up those known reserves uh, in a century, a lifetime. And I found that alarming, and I started to study the issue. What he learned... Brought him across the ocean to the Kingdom of Morocco. This is the Haribga mine in Morocco's phosphate plateau, where a machine the size of a 10-story building digs massive holes into the earth. In each drag, the machine unearths about a hundred tons of sand and rock to expose the phosphate rock below. Phosphate rocks are minerals that are high in phosphorus. It turns out they occur in significant amounts in only a handful of countries. And Morocco has the motherlode, more than two-thirds of the known reserves worldwide. As those reserves have been drawn down elsewhere, the world is increasingly coming to Morocco. And Morocco is responding by building huge phosphorus mining and processing operations. OCP has engaged in massive investment plan, $15 billion over the next 10 years. That's Mohamed Ibn Abdel-Jalil of Morocco's state-owned phosphate company, OCP. And the reason we're doing this is because this natural resource is there for us, but also for our future generations. So we, we have the responsibility to make sure that it is used and produced appropriately and responsibly. For years, the United States was one of the biggest phosphate producers, but now its reserves are nearly tapped out. And big reserves elsewhere are not only limited, they're also located in countries where supply could be uncertain. Places like China, Iraq, and Syria. That's important because in a world of scarce and unequally distributed resources, anything could happen. In a crisis, the haves might hoard and the have-nots. Well, they would just suffer, which is just what happened in 2007 and 2008 when food prices shot up around the world. Prices of fertilizer and phosphorus shot up, too. To protect its domestic supply, China increased its export tariff on phosphates, a move that effectively stopped exports for a time. That's about the same time that people like David Vacari started to hear about the notion of peak phosphate, concerns that the world was heading into a crunch for a key ingredient in the global food chain. But Mohammed Ibn Abdel Jalil says the idea was news to Morocco. We were very surprised to hear about this peak phosphate because certainly by the measures that we had seen, you know, there were hundreds years worth of reserves. That's hundreds with an S. Morocco certainly isn't worried about running out of phosphate. New studies have revealed new phosphate resources all over the world. And after the 2008 supply squeeze, the price of phosphate settled at a new, much higher level. That alone has jump-started exploration, with mining companies going after supplies and using technology that had been too expensive before. But the warnings still continue. There might be other limiting factors to actually producing more and more phosphate. Isa Krucheska is a sustainable agriculture campaigner for Greenpeace. She says talk about new phosphate mines and technology is missing the point. Water needed to process the rock could become scarce, she says, as it already is in some parts of Morocco. Or the rising cost of mining could price out some customers. And Krucheska says that even an unlimited supply wouldn't be a good thing. Because we've already got too much phosphate where we don't want it. We are living in a sea of nutrients. It turns out that a lot of fertilizer applied around the world doesn't actually help crops grow. Instead, it flows into nearby waterways where it causes big environmental problems. So Krusheska says the key isn't just to dig up more. We should be better at capturing the phosphate that's already in the system rather than just mining more and more of it because that's got to stop somewhere. Fortunately, phosphorus isn't a single-use product like gasoline. It can be used over and over as long as you capture it in some way. David Vacari of the Stevens Institute likes the idea of recycling. Reducing the losses in the cycle means improving agricultural efficiency. That's the amount of crop you get for each input. For fertilizer, you can increase efficiency by reducing soil erosion, increasing organic matter in the soil, and applying the fertilizer more carefully. But Vakari says there are trade-offs, especially with an ever-growing demand for food. That's um, quite a challenge, and it means you really need to optimize yields. Population growth may be working against us. Which means that however you look at it, phosphorus is going to continue to be a flashpoint in the global food supply, with swirling concerns over how much there is, how it's mined and processed, and how it's used. And it leaves Morocco sitting pretty, with literally mountains of a limited resource that the world just can't seem to get enough of. For the world, I'm Jory Lewis, Haribga, Morocco. Jory's report was produced with help from the Institute of Current World Affairs.